0: Encyclical Letter Apostolicae Nostre Caritatis, Urging Prayers of Peace by Pope Pius IX. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To our Venerable Brothers, the Patriarchs, Primates, Archbishops, Bishops, and other ordinaries having grace and communion with the apostolic see pious Pope the Ninth Venerable Brothers Health and Apostolical Benediction While contemplating the whole Catholic world with the solicitude and affection of our apostolic charity, we could scarcely give expression, venerable brothers, to the profound grief with which we are afflicted. When we behold the Christian and civil commonwealth oppressed and harassed on all sides with the most deplorable calamities of every kind to a lamentable extent. For you well know how the Christian nations are afflicted and scourged with the most cruel wars, or with intestine disturbances, or pestilential disease, or mighty earthquakes, or other great evils. And this is even especially to be lamented that among so many evils and misfortunes which can never sufficiently be deplored, the children of darkness, who are wiser in their generation than the children of light, struggle more and more every day with all kinds of diabolical frauds, artifices, and efforts to wage a most bitter war against the Catholic Church and salutary doctrine, to pull down and destroy the authority of all legitimate power, to corrupt and deprave the minds and intellect of all, to propagate on all sides the deadly poison of indifferentism and incredulity, to confuse all rights, divine and human, to stir up dissensions, discords, and the commotions of impious rebellion, to encourage all kinds of depravity and the most cruel crimes, and to leave nothing untried, so that, if it were possible, our most holy religion Might be obliterated from the midst of us, and human society overturned from its foundation. Knowing well, therefore, in the midst of such imminent danger, that by the singular kindness of a merciful God, there has been given to us in prayer the means of obtaining all good things of which we stand in need, and of averting the evils which we fear, we have not failed to raise our eyes towards the lofty and holy mountain. Whence we hope to obtain aid. And in the humility of our heart, we do not cease with fervent and earnest prayer to implore and beseech Almighty God, rich in mercy, that, taking away warfare to the end of the earth and removing all dissensions, He may bestow upon Christian princes and their people peace, concord, and tranquillity, and that He may especially grant to the princes themselves a most pious zeal always, to guard and propagate Catholic faith and doctrine, in which the happiness of their people is principally compromised, that he may rescue both princes and people from all the evils with which they were afflicted, and gladden them with all true prosperity, that he may bestow the gifts of his heavenly grace upon those who are in error, so that they may return from the road of perdition to the paths of truth and justice. And be converted to God in sincerity of heart. But although we have already ordered prayers to implore the divine clemency to be offered in this our city, nevertheless, following the footsteps of our predecessors, we have determined to have recourse to your prayers also and to those of the universal church. We have, therefore, venerable brothers, written to you this letter by which we again and again. Implore of your excellent and well-known piety that, for the above-mentioned reasons, you would, with all care and diligence, urge the faithful entrusted to your care that, laying down the burden of sin by means of true penance, they may, by prayer and fasting and almsgiving and other works of piety, endeavor to appease the wrath of the Lord provoked by the wickedness of men. In your own piety and wisdom, explain to the people how full of mercy is God to all who invoke Him, and how great is the power of prayer if we approach the Lord without allowing the enemy of our salvation to come near us. For, To use the words of Chrysostom, Prayer is the fountain, the root, and the mother of innumerable good things. The force of prayer has overcome the power of fire, curbed the fury of lions subdued wars, as strife, calmed the tempest, put demons to flight, opened the gates of heaven, broke the chains of death, expelled disease, repelled misfortunes, strengthened tottering cities, and removed the scourges of heaven, the snares of men, and all other evils. But we earnestly desire, venerable brothers, that, while fervent prayers are offered up to the most clement Father of mercies for the above-named purpose, you and your people would not cease to implore him, supplicating with still more earnest, according to the encyclical letter of the second day of February, 1849, given to at Gaeta, that, by the light of his Holy Spirit, he would propitiously deign to enlighten our mind, that he may be able, as soon as possible, to decree concerning the conception of the Most Holy Mother of God, the Immaculate Virgin Mary, what may pertain to the greater glory of God Himself and the praise of the same Virgin, the Most Loving Mother of us all. And now, in order that the faithful entrusted to you may pray with more fervent charity and more abundant fruit, we have determined to bring forth and give out those treasures of heavenly gifts, the dispensation of which has been entrusted to us, by the Most High. For which reason, relying on the mercy of Almighty God and on the authority of His blessed apostles Peter and Paul, out of that power of binding and loosing which the Lord has committed to us, though unworthy, we, by this letter, unto all and each of the faithful of your diocese, of either sex, who within the space of three months, to be fixed by each of you, and to be computed from the day which each of you shall have appointed, having confessed their sins humbly and with a sincere detestation of them, and having been expiated by sacramental absolution, shall have reverently received the most holy sacrament of the Eucharist, and shall have devoutly visited either three churches pointed out by you, or three times one of them, and shall have there, for some space of time, offered up their pious prayers to God according to our intention, and for the exaltation and prosperity of our Holy Mother the Church, and of the Apostolic See, for the extirpation of heresies, for the peace and concord of Christian princes, and the peace and unity of the whole Christian people. And shall, moreover, within the same interval of time, have fasted once, and given some alms to the poor, according to their devotion, do concede and grant a plenary indulgence of all their sins in the form of a jubilee which indulgence may also be applied in the way of suffrage for the souls in purgatory, and that this indulgence may also be gained by nuns and by other persons living perpetually in cloister and also by those who are in prison or are prevented by bodily infirmity or other impediment from performing any of the aforesaid works. We give to confessors the faculty of commuting the same into other works of piety, or of postponing them to another approximate time, with the power also of dispensing with the communion of children who have not yet been admitted to their first communion. Wherefore we empower you on this occasion, and during the aforesaid space of three months only, to confer on the confessors of your diocese, by our apostolic authority, all those same faculties which were conferred by us in the Jubilee conceded by our encyclical letter of the twenty first of November, eighteen fifty one. Transmitted to you, published, and beginning, ex aliis nostri, always, however, with all those exceptions reserved by us in that letter. Moreover, we give you the faculty of granting to the faithful of your diocese, both laity and ecclesiastics, secular and regular, and of whatsoever institute, the permission to choose for themselves, for this purpose, any priest as their confessor, whether secular or regular, of those who are approved, and of giving the same permission to religious, although exempt from the jurisdiction of the ordinary, and to other women residing within cloisters. Act, therefore, venerable brothers, as called to share in our solicitude, and as being constituted watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem. Cease not, in union with us, day and night, in all prayer and entreaty, with thanksgiving. Humbly and earnestly to cry to our Lord God and implore His divine mercy that He may propitiously avert the scourges of His anger, which we deserve for our sins, and that He may clemently pour out the riches of His goodness upon all. We have no manner of doubt but that you will most fully comply with these our desires and requests, and we are quite certain that all, especially ecclesiastics and religious men and nuns, and also the faithful lady who, living piously in Christ, walk worthily in the vocation to which they have been called, will, with the most ardent effort of piety, address their suppliant prayers to God without intermission. And that God may the more easily incline his ear to our prayers, let us not omit, venerable brothers, to ask the suffrages of those who, being already crowned, have obtained the palm. And in the first place, and always, let us invoke the Mother of God, the Immaculate Virgin Mary, than whom there is no more fit or more powerful intercessor with God, and who is the Mother of Grace and Mercy. And let us next invoke the patronage of the holy Apostles Peter and Paul, and of all the saints who reign with Christ in heaven. But to you, let nothing be of more interest or importance than assiduously to exhort, admonish, and encourage those entrusted to your care, that they may continue. Immovable and with daily increasing stability in the profession of the Catholic religion, that they may most carefully avoid the snares, fallacies, and frauds of hostile men, and more, that they may walk with a more ready step in the paths of God's commandments, and that they may most diligently keep themselves from sins, from which flow all evils upon the human race. Wherefore, cease not continually to inflame the zeal especially of parish priests, that, fulfilling their own duty sedulously and religiously, they may never omit to imbue and instruct most accurately the Christian people committed to them in the most holy rudiments and precepts of our divine faith, to feed them diligently by the administration of the sacraments, and to exhort them all in sound doctrine. Finally, as a sign of all heavenly gifts, and a testimony of our most ardent love, Receive our apostolic benediction, which, proceeding from our inmost heart, we very lovingly bestow upon you, venerable brothers, and upon all the faithful, clerics and lady entrusted to your vigilance. Given in Rome at St. Peter's on the first day of August in the year 1854 in the ninth year of our pontificate. Pious Pope the Ninth. End of Encyclical Letter Apostolicae Nostre Caritatis Urging Prayers of Peace by Pope Pius IX Read by Maria Angela Aragon